Welcome to Crude. Today we're going to be talking all about cheating, or being unfaithful, screwing around, playing away. There's a million words for it. Before we all get up on our holly open moral horses to judge the cheaters, I thought I'd throw out a statistic. They're doing a lot of research on, research on this. There's all kinds of numbers as to exactly how many people are cheating in the world. Across cultures, countries, or wherever we are, most of the stats come in to say about half the marriages in the world, at least one partner is cheating, either regularly or has cheated. So that's half the marriages in the world, half the population in the world are cheating. And then when you consider how many other people in marriages and long-term relationships, whatever the relationships formed are, visit sex workers or use other things which are culturally acceptable, wherever they're from, to sleep with other people outside their marriage, we're looking at something that probably the majority or most of the hot, crazy sex going on in the world is probably people sleeping outside of whatever their commitments were in their relationships. So what does this mean? It's a bit harsh on the inner relationship. The hottest? I think it's the hottest. No, we're gonna we can come back to this later. Hot take minute number five. If half the sex and some of the hottest sex, which Misty doesn't agree with, going on in the world is happening outside of marriages, what does this say about institutions or belief in the fact that a relationship should be monogamous or, and why are people looking for something beyond this? Because when people are caught or caught out, then it seems there's outrage that these people have somehow gone against all the conventions and yet the statistics play out a different story is that actually these aren't exceptions. It's almost the rule is that this is what people are doing outside of these commitments. So we're going to talk to a few different people today. We've got some special guests who are going to talk about their experiences and joining us in the studio today is Elle. Hello. Misty's here in Berlin. Hi. And we have amazing Effie, who's over in London. Hello, hello. And one of our special guests, uh, Louisa, is also coming in from Berlin today. Before we talked to Louisa, I had a short interview with Noelle today. She shared some stories about how she came to that point and what her situation is now. So I am, I mean, I'm married. I've been married for like almost 10 years, together with my husband for a little longer than that. I think we have a open yet traditional marriage, I would say. Open yet traditional, that's it. Maybe that's my... That's only my opinion. <laughs> it's also a huge contradiction. Are there any kids involved? Yeah, we've got two, two small under 10 kids. Or when did you first start thinking of going outside your marriage or being with other mar- partners? Because I presume at first the marriage was supposed to be going to be a monogamous. When did you start thinking that something else was missing? To be totally honest, there's like a, a bit of a history, you know, or like maybe I would say a personality trait there. So everything before my marriage, all of the relationships that I had, in my like super early 20s teens always ended up in cheating basically and then I was married to my husband for like I don't know four or five years and I'd never been unfaithful and I was like this is insane I'm so proud of myself after four or five years I'm a people person you know so I had the opportunity (laughs) to to get with this other guy and I seized it And then obviously there were like all of these guilty feelings and stuff, but it also like relit this fire that was always in me as well. It was just a little kiss at this point. How did it feel that first kiss? Did it set off a fire and butterflies because of the thrill? Or was it just, oh yes, this is what, you know, this is what I've been waiting for. What was, what was the feeling? Yeah, there was like, there were so many butterflies. There was such a like, it just immediately made me like so fucking horny if I'm totally honest but then there was a lot a lot of guilt which I hadn't experienced for a few years you know so that was that was also there in the mix you're using words you're saying faithful (laughs) and then opportunity and (laughs) cheating of course these all seem to be connected with this idea that once there's a relationship it has to be monogamous do you feel there was something in the relationship 
as much love you had with this with, with your partner do you think there was something missing all the time or was this just a fantasy was this just something on the side that started to swell within you I think we were really lucky because we had this really long honeymoon phase yeah and then kids came into the mix which just fuck everything up completely or like blow everything out of the water yes there was something missing and it's this part of me like I said that is a total people person that is totally free that is like wow nobody's gonna control me and it got like honestly locked away for a little bit and then when I rediscovered it she was like she was out yeah it wasn't oh I'm missing something from my husband that's why I'm gonna go look for some other dude to do some kinky stuff with it was just like once you get a taste for it again <laughs> it's very easy to slip back into that and after this first magical kiss I must say I'm pretty jealous um, <laughs> it's not very often that people get these electric kisses so this started like five, six years into our marriage, you know, so we'd already had our first kid and everything. And there was a lot of guilt there and there was a lot of like hiding my phone. I didn't want my husband to touch my phone. And I was, it was so obvious. I'm really not a person that can hide a lot. And I don't have any poker face that I had something to hide. And I remember moments in the car where he was like, can I look at the map? And I was like, no, no, I'll do it. Or give me your phone. And So you're feeling guilt? Because you've had these, you've stolen these kisses, as the saying goes, and now you've got guilt because you're thinking that someone's going to see the message. So massively, yeah. And this other guy was married too, you know. So there was like this whole, but I don't know. At the same time, I love this this danger aspect. Like, oh, am I going to get caught? Is he going to get caught? By the way, um, spoiler alert: everybody got caught. So there was this situation where there was so much guilt, you know, because I was hiding it from my husband also whatever situationship went on for a couple years and at some point honestly I was at home with my husband and I was watching a movie I can't remember what it was and like the whole plot line is the woman or the man cheats and their whole life is ruined and I was watching and I was like fuck imagine ruining your whole entire life and like you know with your kids and everything because you cheated like that's insane and that then sparked me to want to have this conversation about like maybe yes it's still cheating but maybe you can get a little tiny bit of a free pass because like I want to cheat but I don't want to ruin my whole life because of it and there I looked for a, <laughs> a solution that fits for me and how did that conversation go but th that conversation took about a year honestly the first time I was like hey babe you know maybe um do you think about an open relationship or something it was like flat out no what the fuck why would we do that and then i really had to like ease him in like it's not an i don't know official open relationship that we have but i was like look if somebody did something and it was considered pretty bad like it's not gonna ruin we're not gonna ruin our lives because of it and that then developed into i don't want to know i don't want to know what you're doing with whoever but it's okay if you do something both ways you know i would never want to know don't ask, don't tell. This is your policy. 100%. I definitely don't think that honesty is the best policy. Like, why? Why would you do that to someone? Unless you're in a situation where you've cheated, you've fallen in love, you need to change your life situation, then yeah, maybe be honest if you want to break somebody's heart. But why would you tell someone? I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I cannot fathom why you would tell someone that you've fucked, kissed, whatever, somebody else. Well, maybe this is the difference between what you're doing. Well, every relationship's different, but maybe this is the difference between what you're doing and what people who are in the ethical non-monogamous community or the poly community are doing who say, you have to be open. It's, it's radical honesty. Mm. But in your case, it sounds like 
you feel that for the kind of relationship you're in, the kind of long-term relationship with the kids, the best policy is uh, don't ask, don't tell. Is your partner also seeing people or do you know if he's had any other experiences? I'm, I'm almost certain that he's not using his side of the deal. And one time I even, I got a sniff of it, you know, he was at some bachelor party and I, I knew there were some hot girls there and whatever. And that's the thing, I can dish it out. I can go, this year has been crazy. I've got with honestly so many guys, it's been so much fun. I felt like a teenager again. But the second that I feel like, oh my, my husband is doing something, fuck, I'm fucked. Because I'm never jealous if it's not uh, on my radar. And as soon as it, there's a little blinker there, then I go crazy. So yeah, out of sight, out of mind. Absolutely, please don't tell me anything ever. Are any people in your in your circle of friends or acquaintances, have they shared that they're doing something similar? Or how is that with other people? Yes, every single woman I know right now is all in the exact same situation, that they have cheated, they loved it, but they don't feel so bad about it that it's like, oh, I have to tell my husband this, I have to be honest, and they're not willing to ruin their marriages or their relationships for it. So every close girlfriend that I know right now is cheating, has cheated, wants some kind of understanding, but doesn't have husband, like they, they don't have husbands they could ask that to. Or they have, you know, they've said like, can we have an, whatever, an open relationship, or can we go to a certain type of party or whatever, and they've just got a flat out no. Like, sorry, but as a husband, what the fuck do you expect your wife to do after you tell her, no, you can't be free? <laughs> and if there's anything you could change at the moment about your relationship, if there was with the status quo, would you change anything? Or is how it's going right now, do you think this is the model that's going to go forward and work for you guys? Are you thinking there has to be a conversation at some point? So when there were like just little flings, summer holiday things, like here and there, a little naughty kiss or whatever, it was fine. Me and my husband were so, so good. Cheating one time is one thing and then having a long-term permanent <laughs> cheating situation is something else. Yeah, for me, it's just more comfortable when it doesn't mean anything, when it's just a little here and there kind of thing. But let's come back to cheat because it's a word that every time I hear it, it sticks a little knife in me. It has such nasty connotations it's like you bitch or you fucker, you, yeah. you cheated on purpose to spite this person, but that's not what happens. You mentioned cheating, but if you are cheating and your friends are all cheating and you think everybody else is cheating and you think your husband has thought of cheating, what do you think that says about the whole institution underpinning this, which is the idea of the main model for everyone and to be faithful, using your words, is this monogamous worldview which seems to pervade cultures and countries and everything? That's bollocks. Like, I don't know how people are monogamous their whole lives or actually I, I judge them because I think that you're so insecure. Yeah, I do. Because I think you're so insecure in your relationship that you could never go and explore anything else. You have to have a certain level of secureness in your relationship to go and cheat on someone and still keep having a loving relationship. Is that awful? It sounds awful coming out of my mouth, but that's actually how I feel. To go and cheat and to still love someone and make your relationship work and have a happy day, I think is pretty cool. It is special. I love your logic. I don't know if it makes sense to 95% of people in the world. Which leads me to the next question. Louisa, thanks for coming in. Thanks for talking to us today. No worries. What kind of relationship are you in at the moment? How do you define your relationship? I guess I've been together with my partner for about 15 years now. And are there any kiddos or anything else in the relationship apart from you two? Yeah, I've got kids. 
You were listening there to Noel. Was there anything that Noel said that you recognised from your own experience? I mean, I think it's we've probably been with our partners for a similar amount of time. I mean, I've never, until recently, I've never been unfaithful. Um, it's just not something I've ever had to, like, I've ever considered. I can tell you sort of my way into it. Oh, please do, yeah. I guess I moved to Berlin about five years ago from London. And then after COVID, I was working from home quite a lot. And I started listening to quite a lot of sex positive podcasts and reading books on the subject, looking online and thinking about it. Um, and I'd always had sort of kinks and I don't know, different things that I'd been interested in that had always been more of a fantasy or something that I'd be too ashamed to accept in myself or to act on or anything like this. Um, and But the more I listened and thought about all these things, the more, you know, <laughs> yeah, and then, I asked my partner about an open relationship one day and he was just, it was like a brick wall. And I'd say for about three days, you know, it was just a terrible atmosphere at home. And, you know, I could just tell it was either it would change everything or it was just not going to happen. That must be so hard to have so much at stake in having that conversation. I guess like I'm used to having it with new people you know or at least like maybe people I don't know that well so yeah that's really brave it's such a big deal and but yeah I could tell that it was just it was not something he's interested in at all and I think as well like once you've been thinking about something a lot but the other person hasn't it's really hard for them to find a way into it yeah I asked him about whether you know even about threesomes things like this and just total break wall not interested at all well did you feel that that was honest or more just uh you know coming out of I don't know some prejudices about relationships or be, like fear of losing you or was he actually not interested in these like sexual experiences I think he's literally just not interested just wants to have sex with you forever yeah that's really nice like I say it's like what you've been thinking about in yourself and ideas you've been having I guess and then anyway from there like I heard about Field from one of these podcasts kind of went on there just to see out of interest you know I just found everybody on there was well most people on there were just sort of normal cool intelligent people um, who I could have I could have conversations with about all these things I've been thinking about um, I just felt totally on their level it wasn't like I was you know this sort of wide-eyed newbie kind of thing it was just yeah it felt really relaxed and so you just started chatting with people yeah so I was talking to people and it wasn't like people were really pushy or trying to meet up all the time stuff like that it was just you know sort of in and out quite relaxed so as well, I mean, when I was on there, I was totally straight up with people that I was on there in secret as well. You know, I wasn't. But were your photos anonymous? Like, did you have photos of yourself? Were you nervous about this? I didn't have a photo of myself. And it took me a long time when I was talking to people to share my photo. But you did have some, because it's difficult to get, how does it work again? To get like... No, you'd be surprised. <laughs> people still say hi. I think if you're on there as like a cis woman, probably it's fine. Yeah. Maybe not as... For sure. Yeah. There's also I think as a cis woman you can put a picture of a horse on a dating app <laughs> and you will get yeah. matches. So you started chatting to people on field? Yeah, and then um, I started talking to this one particular guy who is so hot, really attractive, um, really good to talk to and he was sort of um, kind of pushing me a bit further, like he's quite dominant and that was something I was interested in. And then one day he sent me his phone number and um, he just asked me to call him like no caller ID so I called him up and he was just 
dig sort of dirty talk down the phone to me and um which I think is something that's actually quite difficult to do really well mm, <laughs> sure. so it's yeah. just like lying on my bed in my room getting so turned on um and then eventually I went to his apartment and he was like doing all the things that I'd ever fantasized about but doing it in oh. such a great way like checking <laughs> all the time whether I was enjoying it you know like but how long for how long did you just have phone sex because that uh, was a quick jump ages. for me weeks oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. okay 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 so it was, it was a long, long warm-up yeah um but yeah like he was like I say he was great he was checking all the time that I was enjoying it I could tell that he was enjoying what he was doing and it was such a massive release you know it was it felt amazing um it wasn't doing it all the time like I you know don't have that much time it was just occasionally um and then one day I even met him on the way home from a night out and we had sex against the tree near my apartment and it just sort of, um, I met other guys from the app had lots of great experiences some were kind of boring but you know there was nothing bad or scary and then I guess from there like I'd always been interested in women as well I'd never had any experiences with them it's funny on the app a lot of women when they found out that I was there in secret they weren't really interested in talking to me like they had a lot more problem with it than the guys really yeah that is incredible that women have such a higher moral standards at least you know on surface sorry maybe it's some kind of like inherent i don't know cultural thing that they feel they shouldn't or something i don't i uh, might be the same i don't think it's because of that i think i've just had like more weird experiences with women maybe yeah just that like i feel men i'm just kind of like whatever i can handle anything and then sometimes i think with um with women who have i felt like maybe haven't been sure about it or then i've kind of dealt with the backlash of that so what you would do you would do something you wouldn't be the guy who's cheating on his partner but not with a woman who's no, cheating. No, I think it would totally depend on the conversation, okay. I guess. Just if someone was like, yeah, I'm cheating on my partner, whatever, I think I would be like, well, that's your call. Yeah. I don't think it's any of my business, really. But I think I would be more... I think I would just be more cautious about interactions with women because I've had worse blowouts mm. from that than with men. Or maybe blowouts that I've been more sensitive to because I'm somehow more emotionally invested. Yeah. Whereas with men, I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> not, the, not defending that approach, but... But that's somehow how I feel, yeah. As I said, do you think it might have something to do with a woman who's trying another woman for the first time? Definitely. As opposed, yeah, because when there's a woman trying it for the first time with another woman, there's a lot more, there's, it's a lot more emotional. I think so too. And I think like, you know, I did find some women and had some really amazing sort of, you know, it's completely different experiences, much more sensual Um but even now, I think if I was talking to a woman on field who hadn't had any experiences, I'd be more cautious <laughs> myself. I'm curious if it's providing something. Do you feel it's just having different people who are not your main partner and exploring different aspects in a more free way? Or is it the idea that it's something taboo outside of your relationship that kind of provides the interest in it? It's not that. That part of it stresses me out. It's more the experiences that I'm having and the things that I'm getting to feel. And if I wasn't doing this, I wouldn't be able to know how these things feel. Like, I've met a couple from there as well. And, you know, even with that, when I went into that, I thought, you know, I'd heard that it can go really wrong and it can be really awkward. And, 
you know but that again it was just the most relaxed amazing sort of experience and like nothing I could have imagined yeah I Mm. feel really lucky and really grateful um even another time when I was visiting London I met a girl who I'd got in touch with from field and we went to one of those big sort of organized parties and I ended up with her friend another woman and some other people in this tiny room and I wonder if I was there (laughs) (laughs) but you know I couldn't have imagined before that I would be that these I would know how these things felt and I think that's the thing I wouldn't know how any of this feels if I hadn't done this <laughs> so that was you know you you told your husband that you wanted an open relationship or at least a threesome and he was like no 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 mm. do you think he has any suspicions that you've gone ahead and done it anyway are you hiding your phone more are you making do you feel like there's some kind of you know something in the air between you two or do you think he's still none the wiser because what he thinks is everything's going okay and if it's not broke don't fix it i think maybe there's some sort of awareness of something but i would say in myself i'm much more sort of freer and happier and confident and like Mm. in my whole life not just in sort of sex and things i just feel more of a whole person and do you feel like it's come back into your sex life with him or do you feel like it's something which is completely separate no i mean it's not like we didn't have a sex life before as well Mm. you know like all the way through it wasn't like i was looking for something that was missing in that way i was just looking for more of the sort of different ways of having sex do you miss him at any of these events like would you actually be happy like kind of longing for him to join any of this or are you completely fine you know for you to explore this i couldn't even imagine him being there <laughs> it's just it's like because it, it's so alien to him like i would love it you know if, from the beginning if he'd been really up for it and you know couples that i meet at these events and things like you can see that they have that kind of that kind of relationship and that kind of way into it and i'm jealous of them and like even sort of polyamorous people yes a lot of them are really kind of annoying and (laughs) so on but some of them you know they make it work and so you waited for years you had these fantasies there was more and more of them you talked to your husband he just brick wall he just stonewalled it he wasn't into it didn't want to talk about it was it something that you really felt you had to do was it very important for you and your mental health to actually start acting on these fantasies? It's really hard to say because I think until I'd started really thinking about it as a reality, like when I was young, I think things weren't the same as they are now. Like I think sex positivity and the way people grow up now and the way things are a lot more accepted. Maybe if I'd grown up at this time where people are growing up now, you know, if I was in my 20s, that things would be different. But I think I didn't feel something was missing until I really started thinking about it, until I really started thinking that those things I fantasised about could be a reality. And then, like, you know, slowly, slowly found my way into it. And then, I mean, that's almost the saddest thing about it, that the more I do, the more I want to do, and I can't do everything I want. <laughs> you know, like, I listen to your guys' gangbang episode, like, other episodes you've done, <laughs> and, like, you know, stuff that's just never going to be available to me. That You can have a gangbang. <laughs> that's easy. <laughs> I'm waiting for my invitation. You can, I would love to organise you a gangbang. Okay, great. It just sounds to me more like if you want to talk about vocabulary um, and the way you have yourself talk, it sounds more like you don't say, oh, I'm cheating. It's more like you're exploring. Yeah. And having kind of like a open relationship without the other partner knowing but they're still in a lot of ways like your husband is still benefiting from your good energy you said that your life has improved immensely and you know unfortunately cheating um, 
you know, has a bad rap and for, for obvious reasons. But exploring yourself is, and your sexuality is so, so important. Mm. And it absolutely sucks when we are just conditioned to be placed in monogamous relationships. And when you've made a commitment and then your partner's not willing to bend, then, I mean, you can't stay straight. I think everyone has the right to, you know, everybody has the right to, you know, if they don't want to do that, if it's not part of their thing, then they have the right to say no. And, you know, a lot of people would say that is being really unfair. But Yeah, that I, I have kind of a question about that. Is that because the cheating in some sense is clearly happy because you're enjoying a lot of the stuff that you're doing, but is it happy in the sense that you're also not sharing with your partner something that makes you whole, or more being yourself, you can't even explore verbally what this does to you and work through these experiences with him so is there any distance that comes from that it is really weird like sometimes I almost feel like my brain is wanting to tell him something that I've done just because we share so much you know it's a really weird thing and I guess I'm compartmentalizing it and it's probably not good for my brain in a lot of ways but I don't feel it you know especially at the moment I think it's interesting because I think it's something that we expect a lot more of men like in this very gendered gender binary way that men keep secrets and men compartmentalize and I think it's probably a lot more somehow socially acceptable for men to go outside of their marriages I think it comes back to this idea that like sex for men is this I don't know, need, whereas sex for women should be like emotional and blah, blah, blah. All of these kind of gendered ideas about sex, I think, also influence how we view cheating. Which is why sex work is just never ending, no matter if there's a famine, a pandemic or anything, like sex work will stay forever and mainly because of the men. But it is, it's wonderful to, I guess wonderful is not the right word, maybe it is, to hear that it's not that gendered. I think there's lots of different reasons why people might cheat or be unfaithful or whatever that is and I think the one that interested me for most for this podcast talking to Louisa and Noel was the idea that there's something missing or something that someone wants and then they can't speak to their partner about it and then they act in this and the, the idea is that they're acting in this because there's something they really miss but in, in fact the relationship is so important to them you know they love this person this person's part of their lives but they're just they can't forgo this small little bit because it's destroying them or eating away Noel made the point that she actually sees it now as a good thing she sees it as a sign of in the fact that she's willing to cheat and fulfill these things and stay with this person for her it's even a sign of her love of him that she's not willing to destroy the marriage walk off pull everything apart have this divorce she's like actually she sees the sign of love so she's sort of owning this i think l at the start said um you know is honesty always the best of the best policy so i wonder how many people are having affairs with that in mind and saying you know if i'm honest xyz can fall apart but if i do this i feel much better and everything can stay together and it's just and i think this is one part of cheating which is probably way more widespread and probably more by a lot of women in relationships than men i think it comes back to also our ideas of what intimacy is in a relationship and is intimacy I think Esther Perel says this in her relationship stuff right like is intimacy knowing everything about one another is it sharing experiences is it the life that you create like what do we mean by is being intimate with somebody knowing everything about them and how I don't know how important is that I think as well like you know it's just one part of relationships as well and so many things in relationships can create distance and of course it's really really important and it's a huge part of being some with somebody but also I think you have the right to your own privacy even within mm. a relationship like no partner needs to share everything with the other person you know you have your own stuff and 
I know it's a really big deal, but I think there's so many other things that could destruct like relationships. Yeah, we do kind of make it the biggest deal. Where I think for me, because I've never lived with a partner, for instance, I find it super exhausting to keep sexual things. I think also because I'm just very blabby about it, that if I have to, even I've been in open relationships where it's like, don't tell everything. And I, I like that in the sense that I don't need to report to someone. But if mm. I feel I can't talk openly about things, for me, I feel it's really difficult. But then I've also had loads of space in other ways in the sense that I'm not living with someone. We don't have kids together. So I feel it's it's like I can maintain that distance in other ways. Maybe it's like one leveraging point of creating space for yourself. That especially if there are these big differences in how you see the meaning of sex in a relationship or what you want to sexually explore. I don't know, we stigmatize it as like the worst kind of betrayal or society in general does, but then maybe it's just kind of one point of distance or one. I was just thinking about, um, and it's funny, Elle, because you beat me to the Esther Perel quote. <laughs> I was like waiting to throw it in. <laughs> but she says that um, when people cheat, they're looking for the lost parts of themselves. So it was very much about themselves and exploring, exploring themselves and to try and include their partner, their husband or their significant other. It's very hard to explain to someone when you're exploring because you're not ready to explain it really to yourself. Because you probably don't know. <laughs> well, you don't know yet. So then how can you explain it to someone? And I was thinking about parents, for example, when you don't tell your parents what you get up to everything and they're the most important people in your life for some people. Similarly, and you're not telling them because you want to save them from worrying about you. Similarly, I'm thinking in this case of cheating or exploring the other parts of yourself. In a way, you're saving your partner from having to worry about that. So it, it is a journey and it sucks that you can't include them. But at the same time, it is nice to have your own like little journey and not make it the be worst or the best thing. It's just something else that you're doing in your life. How would you feel if you found out he... Like, how would you feel if it was the other way around? I have no idea because I think... You know, the way I'm doing it is my specific needs and experiences. And I think his thing would be something completely different. I just, I can't even imagine. You don't want to imagine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just curious because sometimes I've also had people who are like very no 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 to me and then I've even though I've been like no no this is important to me I'm going to be open and then I found out that they have actually been like doing a lot of stuff and not telling me then there's that whole level of like double, what? Standard. double standard yeah actually that's a good that's a good point you need to be suspicious of when they're like don't no we don't have to tell because usually they don't want to tell so that could be a red flag actually. <laughs> I just think everybody who does it is different and they have different motivations and it comes from different deficiencies or yeah. needs or everything else and so you it's just every person that does it it's a specific thing and you can't and I think that's the problem where you have this blanket judgment people aren't mm. really listening or mm. thinking about each other it's more just like no <laughs> you know and probably I was like that before any of this you know I would have been horrified and just automatically conditioned to be like no that's the worst thing ever but when you get more of an understanding and you think more about it it becomes a lot more complicated I think that's right I mean whenever I had these discussions after I you know made I don't know maybe one of the biggest mistakes in my life and revealed to my ex-boyfriend all the people I've cheated on him <laughs> <laughs> yes Misty that was a great idea that would be terrible 
bold. It went terribly. I can tell you that. But he kept going on about one argument, and I because you know we do accept that people have their private you know private life in relationships. The problem is that sex life is usually seen as part of the relationship contract, or whatever you want to call it. So he he kept being like, well, the problem is you stole my autonomy from me in being in the relationship that I want to be in. You know, basically, you've decided for me that whatever we have is still good enough for me, or it's what I want, even if mm. you keep cheating. And that's kind of true, right? You don't I understand that, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, if you don't, you know, if people are not in the know, yeah, they can't make the decisions. And that's what I wouldn't like to happen to me. Is sort of like, okay, we've had this talk, or we've had, which I think sometimes monogamy isn't really negotiated because it's a status quo. So it's more like um, different people's definition of monogamy might vary. So some people might see, I don't know, porn is cheating, or chatting, or sending pictures to an ex is cheating. What, there's all of these things that I think monogamy is often a little blurry at the edges. I had the discussion with uh, my partner now, because once, you know, I, I left, you know, I didn't have a condom at a sex party and slept with someone without a condom. And, you know, we had to save sex rule, obviously. And I was like, mm -hmm. you've cheated on me. Well, actually, we had to put, put it down a couple's therapy, you know, basically a form to be like, you know, have you ever cheated in this relationship? And then I, we compared, you know, what we put in the questions. And I was like, no. And he was like, yes, you have. You slept with this guy without a condom. I was like... So he classified that as cheating, even though it wasn't like a mistake. Like you it wasn't like rules. he didn't go out to do it on purpose. Exactly. So it's like cheating is, is maybe just, you know, any breaking che of, of the relationship. Cheating is so harsh. The use of the word cheating is so hard. It's a horrible word. Yeah, it is tough. Yeah, it totally is. Why is that? Well, actually, as a you know, as a non-native speaker, what is the difference you know between cheating and like being unfaithful? I guess just different different connotations of the word. But what like are the cheating connotations? Is, cheating is sort of cheating in a game. Che there's a game-ish quality to me about cheating. Cheating could be breaking rules or breaking the contract, whereas unfaithful also has this religious moral aspect. Loyalty. Unfaithful is more about loyalty, I think, that you should be yeah. faithful to this one thing and you're going outside. Cheating to me has a more manipulative, mischievous kind of yeah. edge to it, but also, yeah, this game-ish thing. Misty mentioned earlier about cheating or like, fucking someone else towards the end of a relationship when you're already over it and you know like it's coming to an end and there's a very big difference between what Louise is doing and I wonder like is any either of those better than the other like why are we so scared to break up with someone and I say we like collective but when you decide to cheat when you're still in a relationship is that worth I ask because I've done it yeah <laughs> Yeah, me too. I mean, I think yeah. it kind of goes back to what Frank said, where this, you know, you're cheating in order to preserve your relationship with someone, especially if you have kids, especially if you don't. I don't know, in, in doing sex work, you sort of interact with a lot of clients who are married, whatever, whatever. And you're like, mm -hmm. ah, OK. Or may, I mean, a billion different reasons why someone why someone would sort of do things outside of, of their main relationship that can actually be dedicated to preserving the relationship. I think the point is that nothing's really, really black and white and it's all kind of deeply personal and contextual. Spot on. And is it fair to rank one person worse than the other? I just don't think that's our job as human beings to like rank each it's other. Not it's fair. more just to like <laughs> understand different facets of our experience and how we... And even like personally, people can be quite harsh on themselves and not forgive themselves for a certain action when at the end of the day, it's not your fault that we have this conditioning that tells us that we have monogamous and so forth so apparently even i read today that it may be genetically determined whether you cheat or not 
<laughs> Every time anything comes out, there's someone says they need a, they need a sciencey reason, and they go to yeah. genetics, murder gene, gay gene, this gene. Some university department with nothing better to do than to try and use evolutionary psychology and then use the word genetics to make something sound sound more real. Yeah, that's so old. Now that we're in the numbers, anyway, actually, I wanted to ask you that you know the question that we slightly discussed at the beginning, but who do you think cheats more, women or men? Men, yeah, men. people with dicks. No, it's like it's, like, it's, it's women. By like 31%, apparently, in one representative study from 2020, it was 31% of women, which was like 10% higher than men. I don't believe that. I don't just, believe just that. Just based, I mean, if we're talking, I don't think everything comes down to these binaries, but if we're talking, I just think based on the fact that we live in a patriarchal society and men have more resources. Mm -hmm. This was based on 5,600 people. So Ask sex workers how many men and how many women are going to are using sex workers 99% 99.9% men what is that that's, showing i mean well, there's that's, more that's cheating, cheating than going to sure but like that may just not be the biggest part of cheating to go to sex but i think there's that and then there's the people also meeting people and meeting people in apps like it's another way that men like you know for in vast swathes of the planet it's completely nobody speaks about it but men are stupid sex workers outside of the margin, that's what they do. The whole of Central Asia, you go to the sauna once a week with your friends, there's um, sex workers there. It's like, this is... I just want to say, statistically, I've, I've read this everywhere, I think in the last 10 years, numbers have like raised from 90% to 31%, so it hasn't always been that high. But definitely that women have at least come equal or... I would believe that. I would believe that people do equally or I think stati making statistics on all of these things are nonsensical. I don't know. It's also a massive prejudice that women don't cheat that much, right? I, I mean, I feel like all my female friends have cheated, like, serially. But they keep it more quiet. I don't believe a word of it, Missy. I don't believe a word of it that more women are cheating to men if we stay with the binary, but I definitely think whatever it is, that figure's increasing. It's equal. It's at least equal. Maybe it's equal. Maybe men are where women are better at hiding it or they don't talk about it or maybe the expectation is that men cheat more I don't think it really matters I think what's important for for us and for this conversation is to look at maybe different ways that people cheat and just to show just how normal it is it's not like I said at the start it's not the exception cheating if so many people are doing it and if the majority are doing it and if technology is enabling more and more people to do it then why is there still this such moral outrage about people who cheat and why are they judged and why does everything fall apart? We were talking for a while about a couple of different types of cheating, people in long-term relationships and they're lacking something and then they try and fulfill themselves and they find a part of something which they like and which fulfills them. But I think there's lots of other reasons why people cheat. There's, well, let's bracket off the whole turbo man, I'm a man and I can have as many partners as I want. Let's put that off. This is the cheating image or maybe prejudice that we all have in our heads. I was also in a long-term relationship and marriage and then kids come along and then the sex died off and there was no sex and I actually found myself I was going crazy I did, it took me a long time to realize how much it was affecting my mental health everything else in the relationship seemed okay and I thought oh if the sex bit's better then everything's going to be fine that's how I justified my jump to cheating then when I started to see people I got this whole other thing I got this whole thrill this kick finding a hotel going to meet the person you maybe hadn't seen them it was sort of a blind date at the time there wasn't it wasn't um, apps, it was going through email and go through these servers. You were writing to these people and I had some really crazy, thrilling experiences. And I think that's what I said at the start of a lot of hot sex 
meeting someone you haven't seen before, meeting in a hotel or a motel, tearing off each other's clothes and then maybe not seeing each other again. And there's a whole kick that can be quite addictive in that as well. So there's the idea I'm cheating because I need something. So you justify in your head, say, well, that's why I'm cheating because I'm not having sex. But then getting into it, it's almost like a kink or a fetish. Some of the stuff you do when you're cheating. But that's your fetish. You also get off on bitches who are trying to kill you. <laughs> so <laughs> that's very subjective. For me, it's like I don't have this. I was talking about this in relation to to gangbangs, where I'm like, I feel for a friend of mine, it was more this like illicit. This is so dirty. This is so naughty. And I don't know. I think for me, I, I that doesn't get me off at all. It makes me when I have cheated. I'm super nervous. I'm just so anxious about covering my tracks. Sometimes I'm I'm so anxious during the whole thing that I don't enjoy it at all. I had a I had an affair with a much older married man when I was like 19 and he taught me he was like electronics this this he gave me this like little crash course and I was like okay if I'm going to do it I'm at least not going to hurt someone doing it and I'm going to be like I'm going to know what I divulge but whenever I've done it I've, I it's not that I hate myself or think it's something awful it just I just think I'm an anxious person already and it gives me another cause of anxiety that I that I don't need and for me I'm not in this long-term relationship with kids and somebody who doesn't understand so anytime that I have done it it's, it seems not necessary to me <laughs> the one time that I did cheat it was after being with someone for nearly five years I thought I was going to marry him and so he was my first everything, I lost my virginity to him. We were together for five years but for the last three years I really wanted to break up with him and I just couldn't do it, I couldn't bring myself to do it because I thought that I had to be with him because I'd lost my virginity. So nervous about it. So eventually like I, after I realised we hadn't had sex in like three months or something, uh, that's when I realised I'm over him, like I, I'm certainly over him. I thought I want to rekindle this. So I asked my mom, um, can me and Charlie go to go on a trip? And she said, no, you're not even engaged. You're not allowed to go on a trip together. Like that's, you know, you can't do it. It's a it's kind of a cultural thing. And so I went on my own to a trip by myself and I ended up fucking the, the bus driver of our tour group. <laughs> and I had never had sex with anyone apart from my boyfriend. And next minute, I was in this guy's hotel room, fucking. I had, I even had my period. There's blood everywhere, and it was not. Didn't he lick the cum? Not only that. Oh yes, he came on me and licked it off, and like I'm like, what is this? Bus driver to freedom. Wow, it was wow, babe. It was the bus driver to freedom, and I didn't for a moment feel like I was cheating on my boyfriend at all. I just thought I was doing something for me, and I just knew that that was the moment that I knew I didn't want to be with him. And it just happened to be we were still together at the time. And I remember when I got back uh, home and I was in the car with Charlie um, and he said to me, did you cheat on me when you were in wherever? <laughs> he, he asked me straight up. I said, no. <laughs> and I've never told him and he's never known. Better. But we did break up three months later. So that was my one and only cheating experience and it was bloody hot. Is cheating a kink? Is it a fetish? What is it? But I would say a kink. And I think me cheating on Charlie that time really opened up some kinks of mine. Like, tell you what. And I'm glad I did it. And I'm sorry I did it while we were still together. But I had to do it and I will never. I don't regret it one bit. But from then on, I've become non-monogamous. Non and I'm happy you came back to the bus driver. So what was the cum story? Oh, no, it's just that it, it was a, he, he just did something so so kinky that I'd never seen in my life. Like, I never even watched porn at that. And he came on me and then licked it up. 
And I was blown away. But also the, the way that you tell this story is that he came kind of like up your body, like up your chest, and then he just went like, uh. Yeah. Was, and now the funny thing is I love when people do that and I love doing it as well. So it was really, really important for me to fuck that bus driver. <laughs> And then I'm sure some people would have that experience outside of their relationship and then bring it back. I mean, for you, obviously not. It wasn't meant to be. But yeah, I mean, I think about that sometimes that work, whatever moral judgment you make on people, sometimes you're like, oh, this is probably very healing for your relationship. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you've had clients that have said to you, you know, I just want to be better for my wife or I want to improve it's in sex. You have to educate them. For just, their... It's pretty much an education you know, as therapy for a lot of people. Um, and But yeah, it can be considered as cheating and being unfaithful. It's really for the benefit sometimes for the benefit of their life and their, their relationship Frank I just wanted to come back to your question very quickly because I feel like it's clear I mean it's clearly a kink for you became something because I remember the first time well one of the first times that I'd arranged to meet someone so and organise an affair with a room and everything and then when I kissed that I thought it was fake she was so incredibly good looking it was I'm convinced to this day she was some kind of mafiosi <laughs> bride. She lied about where she'd been. I'd seen her on transport. She was lied about where she came from, where she'd been. She lied about who she was. She said she was a lesbian. She had a partner. I thought it was fake. She was so incredibly attractive. She said, we're going to have three hours and then you'll never see me again. We had this amazing three hours together. But when she first kissed me, when we went to this hotel, it was a seedy hotel. And we went in and the guy was being weird and he sort of let us in, even though we just booked at the last minute. And when she kissed me in that room, it was like someone had put an electrical wire in my lips. I just got this explosion, this feeling of thrill. And I don't think I've ever had such a feeling from a kiss before. So it really turned me on the illicit nature of what I was doing, the fear of who this woman was and why she was doing what she was doing. It really became a thing. I, there was a high, it was a kick. I wanted this again and again. Sure, the sex with someone you is hot. Like I had was definitely some of the hardest sex with, in situations where I was cheating. But I feel like had I not been in a relationship and just fucking the person like that, we would have had the same hot sex. The illicit nature of it didn't add anything except for, you know, we had to, I don't know, sometimes I had to get out of bed and take pictures for his girlfriend and stuff like that. So we were, had to do what? stuff that, yeah. Wait, 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 could you, what, what? No, it's just, you know, when you, you know, you say goodbye <laughs> and you say goodnight and you want to take a good night selfie. A friend of ours was with someone and I think he, he flew to Europe, but had to pretend that he was in the... St he basically had to pretend that he was on some... Didn't have reception because he was on some, like, I don't know, wildlife trek. So he was having to, like... He came to Europe, but then didn't shower, was, like, taking all these photos covered in mud. It was just, wild, like, the extent that he went to to prove that he was just, like, in the woods <laughs> in Montana and not in Paris or wherever it was, was was wild. There is an old saying from Dirty Old Cats that the the people who get caught are the ones that didn't love their partners enough. I think if you're if you're in Europe and you're covering yourself in mud to make it look like you're in a safari in Africa, you're you really must really love. love that person. <laughs> <laughs> That's true love. Come back to the illicit, what's, what's the kick and what's the illicit thing? I think it's not the same cheating in a long-term relationship or a marriage or in another relationship, even though it's the same kind of outrage about it. If you are in some kind of marriage with children and stuff, the risks are so huge. The financial and the risks of the family, I think this is maybe where my kink and my kick came. It's where the stakes are higher and I think people get a kick out of this as well. So you've heard it here, whether you are hooked on the moral outrage, whether you're hooked on illicit affairs or you're just trying to find yourself or you want to act out your fantasies cheating is everywhere 
Apparently it's more women than men. Some people say more men than women. Half the world's doing it, at least. So folks, keep cheating, cheat away, send us your stories, even if it's just a lowly bus driver coming on you and then he licks it off. The best. Tell us your cheating stories. You've been listening to Crude. See you soon. Bye. Bye. You've just been listening to Crude. If you'd like to join the conversation, follow us on Insta, crude underscore podcast, C-R-U-D-E underscore podcast, or email us on crude.berlin at gmail.com. <laughs>